Hi, this is Lou Rosenfeld, and you're listening to the Rosenfeld Review. This week, I'm speaking with Chris Avore of NASDAQ about our upcoming conferences. Chris is pro-design on January 30th here in New York City, and Rosenfeld Media's Enterprise User Experience Conference in San Antonio in May. Hope you enjoy it. We started the event almost because I was disappointed that if we had six really motivated potential speakers uh, who had really great ideas, um, that if they were to, you know, all submit their proposals to one conference, that they clearly wouldn't necessarily all be able to uh, to submit, or they all would be accepted because nobody would have half the program be uh, be from one company. So that was that was actually kind of the impetus of the ideas. Like, you know, if we already have. Uh, some really great talent that has some really unique ideas that they want to share that perhaps we could could find the venue and the forum upon which to do that. What NASDAQ stands to gain is uh, somewhat of an interesting position because you know some of the things that we're doing are almost validating to some of the stakeholders who we've been working with for years. When we started the team about three and a half years ago, in a lot of cases, when I've talked to uh, other people practicing design within within a larger organization, not necessarily a product-based startup or a uh, or an agency, we were seeing that we had we had already confronted a lot of those problems, um, and in some cases, we still have to uh, fight even today. So, we thought that Nasdaq could establish itself as a um, as a place that understands design and kind of allows it to to run its course and to and to produce the type of outcomes that we all think it can and then to be able to try to share that um you know and that's and that's that's kind of the the full reason behind trying to to pull this together but it's an interesting thing in a way i hadn't really considered it this way but it's almost like you're triangulating like you're building up internal capacity that that's really strong but it's also uh, going for external validation Mm -hmm. for your your group's efforts and it's like, damn it, we don't have to send them all out to some other conference. We can make the conference here with our own people and with others as well. That's 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 actually exactly the way it was, Lou. Um, it was, you know, we have, and what's fascinating too is that of the kind of like the the um, the people who are coming from the design community who you may have seen at an IA summit or an interaction or a UX week, those people are actually primarily mentors of the speaker lineup that we have. So it wasn't another case for Aaron to do his critique talk that, um, you know, has been really successful and has and has changed the way a lot of people try to review design work. Um, it's actually having us, you know, kind of the, the, the craftier veterans trying to, what we hope, um, inspire and lead and mentor uh, younger speakers um, who haven't had all of those opportunities. So a lot of the speakers from the NASDAQ side who are presenting um, this will be, you know, one of their first um, attempts at having the floor to to share their design ideas, which we're also pretty proud of. Are you going to be doing a bit of mentoring with Adina Friedman, the president of NASDAQ, as well? <laughs> she's pretty polished, let me tell you. She's, uh, she's, she's. Uh, I don't think I'll have much that I could offer her, that's for sure. And uh, ditto, ditto uh, Anna, our closing speaker. They they both really know how to, to communicate a message that uh, that we think will will resonate well. We hope with a lot of the senior leadership who we were inviting to the to the event, um, but then also hope to show some of the uh, younger practitioners in the in the audience that you know management can understand this that this that this doesn't have to be an us against them 
type of working relationship, whereas the suits versus the, you know, versus the the tattooed hipsters trying to do uh, good work. We're trying to show that you know we we all can be in this together. You know, we all can kind of have the same goals and the same outcomes. Well, you know who I'd be really uncomfortable to be at that conference? Uh, a middle manager, <laughs> because they're going to be getting, uh, they're, they're going to kind of uh, be getting uh, squeezed from both directions in, in what I think is a good way. So uh, if mm-hmm. you're a NASDAQ middle manager, um, you, you've been forewarned. Uh, I'm sure exactly. you're listening to this podcast. Um, well, yeah, and I, I, what I like in how you've constructed the program uh, is, is that you've, uh, You've really kind of done a, a great job balancing uh, the you know people who are obviously senior level NASDAQ folks, C-level and so forth, with people from your team who uh, may not have a lot of presenting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it, one of the things I'm finding in terms of program construction that's really, really challenging, and I know we're going to get lambasted about this, is balance. It's, mm-hmm. There's so many things to balance. So we are trying to balance uh, people who are... Um, uh, you know, well-known, let's call them thought leaders, many of them have written mm-hmm. books for us, but not just for us, other publishers as well, with uh, people who are internal, who may not be well-known, but they've got great enterprise experience. But we're also, at the same time, trying to balance things like gender. Uh, we're trying to balance things like, you know, having some people who don't have much speaking experience at all with some real polished people. And then, I mean, forget the whole thing about... Um, uh, things like, uh, you know, are, are we getting uh, people from outside the U.S.? I mean, a few, but it's been really challenging. Um, so I, I, I kind of have a new empathy for anyone who's trying to put together a program for a conference. Uh, it's just uh, a bear, and we haven't even waded, you or I, into the, uh, the, the unpleasant waters of accepting uh, proposals for talks. I don't think you have. Right. No, no, we did we did an internal uh, call for proposals, and that was it. Oh, okay, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And how but many that was also, did they go out to? Uh, well, to my team. So it was basically to um, you know the 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 twenty eight people on my team um, is when we opened it up. But even that actually was was somewhat of a simulated environment where we kind of already knew who was going to pitch, who wasn't. But what we wanted to do was model it after the. Um, you know, the usual application or call for proposals um, of the larger conferences. So, you know, with with a lot of us having spoken at the, you know, the IXDAs or the IA summits and whatnot, we kind of knew the routine of what the panel is looking for as far as like, you know, the, you know, the proposals and whatnot. So we kind of wanted to model it after that so that more, uh, so that these younger speakers or less experienced speakers, I should say, um, were getting used to that type of activity. So that was almost the primary reason that and we wanted to actually hear what they would talk about because with folks like the, you know, the the president of the company in the crowd, um, this is going to be a tight ship affair. This isn't going to be, uh-huh. you know, a, a happy hour uh, Petra Kuka, like or some type of like low low key event. It's going to be something that we're buttoned up and and we're, we want to put our best foot forward on. So it's also part of trying to um, you know help them think through their thinking. But other than that, everything else was like you said, almost essentially invite only via our personal networks, asking people in the you know in the greater design community who we should be talking to, 
and you know who else we have seen and things like that so you're right because you know once you get into your own kind of networks you have all the biases that are in that network and it's um it can be a challenge to make sure that you're not just going out right to your own you know first first wave of connections because therefore you may not necessarily be getting that that wide exposure that uh, and the, and those voices that that have a good story to tell that would probably be unheard if you only exclusively went to your your first round of connections. Well, and you know one of the real challenges, and you mentioned Pechacucha, which is something we're considering, is balancing the formats out so that you mm-hmm. can have a, a mix of uh, opportunities uh, to present and engage with the audience. And, and that's a really hard thing. I mean, we're having a hard time with a two day main program, and and you're really even more limited, obviously, with a single day. So one of the things that we're finding is that we're just getting people, now that we've announced our conference, just uh, uh, pitching us left and right, even though we already have a, a full program. And you know, it, it, some of them are really impressive, and we want to hear from them, although there's no opportunity for the first conference. Uh, and, and some probably haven't even bothered to spend more than five seconds on our site before pitching us. But one of the, the cool things is that we can say to them, hey, you know, this is our first edition. We really are working with known quantities. We really want to get it right. Uh, and so it's, it's important to work with people we know and, and uh, know well. But we are planning on doing this again in, in uh, 2016 and 2017 and on and on, and we can talk about future programs. Uh, so we're planning on continuing the Enterprise UX conference. Uh, are you guys thinking that uh, you'll do... Um, an annual event uh, will be more frequent. Uh, is it going to continue to be a one-day event, or will uh, time be the judge in all these questions? Um, that's a great question, Lou. I think I think right now I'm I'm comfortable saying that uh, there is a lot of energy uh, around the executive management team that they would like to see where this could go. Um, usually, the types of events that Nasdaq hosts um, are are really further up out of my pay grade. They're usually a lot more like at the Davos type uh, type realm. So I would I'm curious to see if this is going to go more of the like a you know a design management institute type of conference, or if this is going to stay where we're pitching it to uh, practitioners and people who aren't necessarily on the conference circuit all the time. I'm not yet certain that we'll have another practitioner based program a year from now, um, or if we will take this a little further up and try to to make this um, more selling design and design process and design outcomes to executive teams, and we go that route. The irony there is that part of this really was supposed to be a conference for the greater New York design community who didn't necessarily have the availability of, of resources to be able to travel all around or to go to, you know, a lot of the, the big name or bigger name conferences around the industry. So there would definitely be some uh, some shifting of vision if uh, if that were to hold true. But again, it's, it's still really early. I think I want to see how, you know, my own management team like to see what Adina thinks of it when she's when she's in there after she's given her remarks and she sees some of the quality of the presentations and, and the people who are who are really paying attention and who stand to gain the most from it. But 
it's certainly too resource intensive for us to try to do it uh, quarterly or, or even a couple times a year or anything like that. We're we're still in the business of shipping software here, so and like we've I've kind of had to make sure that our our committees aren't becoming professional pro designers. Um, that, that you know we really are trying to to stay on top of everything else while also still trying to to pull together a conference. But we've got some pretty great people who are used to to juggling a lot of these things, so it's it's worked out. Well, so Chris, I mean, like you, you mentioned, really potentially a bunch of different audiences in there, right? I mean, there's there's the local community, there's practitioners versus senior people, there's an in-house community, and you know, so this is one of the things we've struggled with in the sense that um, people looking at this from the outside say may say, well, you know, who's your audience? Haven't you defined all this? Well, mm-hmm. this is very squishy, and is you know it's easy to kind of give people an opportunity to, to, to be hoisting you on your own petard, right? Because so, mm-hmm. in, in some respects, a lot of us preach things like clear audience definition and, and so forth. And I feel like we're in the same boat in many cases. You know, enterprise user experience can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. And, um, you know, it, I, I can go on and on about this. What I think is really important uh, and, and why I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing and I find it inspirational for us is that it's okay to not know. It's okay to dip a toe in. It's okay to try yep. something. And I think one of the things we often kind of get caught up with is, is not just launching the fucker and seeing what happens. I believe right. there's something around Enterprise UX. I'm not entirely sure what it is yet. And there's only one way we're going to find out, in my opinion, and that's by trying. And we're not going to do something that's crappy, and we're not going to have a bad program, and we're not going to uh, have a bad experience. It's not going to be perfect, and it's not going to be all things to, to all people, or maybe all things even to uh, the few the people, the types of people that we want to reach. But we won't know until we try it. Right, which is almost part of you know a. A, a design process that is constructed well that does have the um, you know the the wherewithal and the and almost the room to to not necessarily fail but to experiment right to embrace those unknowns and to say all right let's see how it is it's it's not necessarily ship it break it and fix it and then ship it again but it's more like what what is there? What can we validate to see? Is there a demand? Is there someone? Is there enough of a cause that someone's going to travel or take a day off of work or take a few days off of work to to explore this program that we think has merit? You know, I think you're you're spot on. That you know, enterprise UX does mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Um, you know, whether it's practicing within an enterprise, um, but you're only making things for a small audience, that's certainly enterprise UX. I think if you're making, if you're on a smaller team, but you're making things to be used at scale across organizations, that's clearly going to to, to fall into that camp. Um, you know, it's almost like with with ours as well. We're basically pitching this as a as a conference to accelerate design through business. Well, you know, that's not the first time that's been done before. Again, I was kind of mentioning the the Design Management Institute has done that a lot. The AIGA just had a, a significant Same. conference um, right. trying to explore that, but you know, there, there's also a, a risk of just because it's been done before, hiding from it and saying that 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 market is is cornered now, and uh, and and we have to move on. Well, and one of the, the the last points I'll make about this 
before we wrap up is that in many cases we're out in front of the vocabulary that we ideally would have in order to have productive conversations. So in our case, for example, uh, we've got a couple of great speakers. Uh, I'll name them, who have, who've, uh, Jeff Gothelf and Dave Gray, who've said, well, do you really want to call an enterprise UX? And, you know, that certainly makes us pause. On the other hand, there's not necessarily a better term for it. And it's not ideal, but we, again, may be out in front of the terminology, out in front of the vocabulary, which has to still catch up. And the only way that development is going to happen or to accelerate that development of vocabulary is by having events like the ones that we're doing. And, uh, you know, I'm confident that when people look at your program and your speaker lineup and ours as well, even if the, the pro design or the enterprise UX terms don't necessarily sing for them, the programs will. And speaking of which, why don't you give us the URL for the conference and any other information you, you want us to share? Sure, perfect. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, the uh, URL is prodesignconf. That's uh, P-R-O-D-E-S-I-G-N-C-O-N-F dot com. Um, by the time this airs, it will be completely sold out. We only have a few tickets left uh, for the for the small space that we have. But the good news is that we will be uh, live um, webcasting it uh, to the internet for uh, for free as well. So hopefully, you can at least have that running um, while you're while you're off at home or at work doing your thing. But we will be making it fully available. We'll have recordings. Um, you know, we do want to make sure that, that this is as accessible as possible. Um, you know, whether it's either in the door or uh, over the internet, we want to make sure that as many people can can hear the message as, as possible with as few limitations. And and what's the Twitter account we should all be following? It's also uh, at Pro Design Comp as well. Okay, great. And uh, we uh, and it's uh, January thirtieth, um, and uh, so mark your calendars. Uh, and um, we're um, enterpriseux.net and follow uh, at enterpriseux. And we're May thirteenth or fifteenth in San Antonio. And both events are not going to be like every other UX event you've ever been to. Uh, and hopefully they're a harbinger for a lot of new conversations that uh, uh, the community really is need needed to have for some time. And I think we're ready. So um, let's develop that vocabulary and let's shape that conversation. And uh, I really look forward to attending in January, Chris. Yeah, we can't wait to see you today. All right. Take care.